Welcome to the Gonzo Bible Study. I'm your host, Robert Clark, and with me today is Pastor Rick Clark and tattooer Sam Garrett out of Rising Sparrow in Asheville, North Carolina. We thought we'd uh, have a sit-down kind of Q&A with uh, Pastor Clark today and let Sam ask his questions and whatnot. So welcome, everybody. Welcome, Sam. Welcome, Dad. Thank you. Glad to be here. (laughs) Stoked to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, Sam, since you're since you're the guest from out of town, I guess we'll let you get this ball rolling and uh, see where we can go from there. Uh, I, I'll take the Chase Spivey um, stance on that. All of them. All of them. Yes. All of the questions. Um, <laughs> I have all of the questions. Um, oh, all right, man. so we'll we'll kick this off with the obvious question, um, uh, and putting it simply, um, tattooing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of faiths and a lot of uh, you know different. Uh, variations of Christianity mm-hmm. uh, tattoos are looked at as very as very much a frowned upon um, mm-hmm. thing now with that has emerged a whole nother religion Christian religion faith um, based solely on tattooers oh yeah my. there is a whole tattoo Christian faith where it's basically a church of tattooers oh okay okay yeah, yeah. Okay. that that come together and congregate free of judgment and things like that and um i'm reminded back of when i was a kid in catholic school we had a priest who was very well thought of very very much uh loved in the community right um and one day he did a um a, a mass i guess is what it not a sermon but a mm-hmm. mass right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, delivered a liturgy and and did yeah right so during the the, the main focus was uh to not judge based on someone's skin, race, so on and so forth, but he took it a step further and included tattoos. As he was giving the Mass, he slowly started to remove garbs of clothing, (laughs) and uh, by the end of it, uh, he was tattooed from the collarbone to the ankles and was wearing nothing but swimming trunks. Oh, wow. Which is unheard of in a Catholic church. I mean, that's absolutely unheard of. But to it, it surprised the whole congregation. Everybody was really upset about it. <laughs> it. It was like uh, an episode of the O.J. Simpson trial. It was, oh it was really gosh. bad. Um, but at the same time, he gained a lot of respect for from a lot of people because there are ex-inmates in, in, in his uh, flock, if yeah, you will. Right. Um, there were a lot of... Uh, you know, ex-bikers, you know, or bikers that were trying to do community outreach stuff, right. and, s- and they're heavily tattooed, and they were being judged every Sunday for the fact that they mm. were tattooed. So um, I guess my, my uh, is where where would you, as a pastor of 40 years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what would you have to say about that? Like, speaking directly to those that are heavily tattooed, I mean, obviously your son is yeah, heavily yeah, tattooed. I, I, I have two. <laughs> exactly. I have two of them. But it's one of those things where what would you have to say to either, you know, the, the general populace on something like yeah. that, as well as to other pastors out there, right. you know, who may actually be losing a vast majority of their, uh, I guess it would be a congregation, yes? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we call it different. I mean, the, some would refer to it as their parish or congregation or the flock. Like you said the flock. You know, some of them say that's just my flock. You know, right, right. You know. And so, what would you say to those pastors that could be losing a lot of followers, a lot of people who need that guidance? What would you say to you know pastors and uh, uh, I guess parishioners and and um, so on and so forth who are taking such a hard look on tattoos? What would you say to those people out there? Yeah, well, uh, to, to my first my first response would be a WWJS, and that what would Jesus say? Because 
you know, as a minister of the gospel, the reason I'm in the ministry is because of the calling that I sensed in my life at a crossroads when I was just barely out of my teens and, and just entering into young adulthood um, where I thought I was headed for a military career. And then the Lord dealt, I just felt very strongly, uh, a calling in my life to, to take a step further in my faith, to be more serious about my faith. Um, and this was back in the days, I mean, this was, you know, this was back in the 70s. We, and we were in Arizona, we were in the West Coast, where the Jesus movement there was much stronger than back here still, because back in the East Coast, and particularly in the Southeast, uh, things were a lot more traditional, and, and some yet today. Some are very, I mean, you know, uh, uh, some of our little congregations are extremely resistant to anything that's, that's outside of maybe the 1940s or 50s mm-hmm. <laughs> in that respect to anything, music, mm-hmm. and appearance, and, and we've had some of that. Uh, if, if I become aware of it, uh, I, I try to, uh, as lovingly as possible, discourage any criticism that I t- my, my first response would be to say about that uh, that priest uh, that clergyman um, that uh, uh, a tremendous amount of respect hats off to him to be that honest he obviously had reached a point where he felt like he needed to be totally uh, transparent obviously <laughs> and, uh, I mean that's bold I, yeah. that was very bold yeah. uh, you know man oh man oh man um and and uh, you know, I, I not know to some... mention this clergyman yeah, uh, yeah. actually took his vows in the Vatican. Yeah. So you oh, got to imagine really? how long he oh has been God. covering that. Oh my goodness. So yeah. It's, wow, it's... this guy was orthodox. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, yeah. Now I have to really respect that because he just wanted to be that transparent to his congregation, and and uh, and to, and you know and to blow through all those barriers. But you know. There again, I'm hoping and praying that some of his inspiration also would have been the fact of what the Apostle Paul interpreted of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the fact that what Christ did broke down the barriers between male, female, denominational, Jew, Gentile, uh, basically what he says in the epistles, that you know all those barriers have been broken down through the cross and through the power of the resurrection. Um, and, and so, in other words, love prevails. Love, the power of God's love uh, through the Son, uh, the Christ, and which is the form, the Greek form of the Hebrew Messiah, the anointed, the promised one, uh, prevails because that was the whole purpose of, of Christ coming into the world to, to show love. Um, and in a number of instances, you know, that's why I, I have to go back to the example of what, what our Savior did because... I mean, uh, some of my background, some of my rearing and, and upbringing, however you want to say it, uh, uh, you know, I mean, my wife and I never, we've never been tattooed. We never were really into that kind of thing as far as our part of our generation. Um, of course, in the 70s when a lot of kids were growing hair, uh, growing hair everywhere, I was in a, uni- <laughs> I was in a uniform. <laughs> so I was kind of, in that sense, a, a, a reverse nonconformist. You were, I guess. You were yeah. like the straight and narrow. Yeah, yeah I was well, right. <laughs> yeah, I was actually one of those idiots that thought, that felt like, okay, I need to do what my country wants me to go do. But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, while getting an education. But uh, just so you know, folks, this is exactly why I love this man. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, no, no. And I, and, but um, none, nonetheless, it. Uh, 
uh, I, you know, I hats off to that. <laughs> hats off and everything else, cloak and all, and collar too, <laughs> uh, for him being that transparent and and to be able to say, look, you know what, this is the outward man. But God, and I'm hoping this is where he was coming from, ultimately, uh, as a man of faith, that, mm-hmm. you know, but, it's, but God looks at the inward man. Um, and we see that all the way back through the scriptures, Old and New Testament. Particularly, I always think about when, when uh, God sent the old priest to, to anoint the king for Israel, you know, mm-hmm. and he went to, to the house of Jesse, and Jesse brought all of his sons. And, of course, as that culture would dictate, it started with the oldest the oldest and the brightest and the one that had all the potential, and they went down. Ultimately, it was David, the runt uh, of the family, <laughs> the guy, the boy out there doing the uh, keeping the sheep that uh, was going to be the one with the true heart mm-hmm. because God saw his heart. God knew who he was, um, you know. His truest intentions as an individual. Exactly, yeah, and I think we got to look at people that way. We're just too... I don't know. It seems like Sam to me. Uh, even our culture, it seems to get worse. In mm-hmm. our culture, we're we're selling, we're selling the face. We're selling the the uh, cover for something, you know. And right. it's got to be appearances and not necessarily what's inside a person. Right. Which is uh, leads me to a separate subject of like the Joel Osteens of the of the religious community, where you yeah. know he's flashing around a thirty thousand dollar pinky ring. Yeah. But his congregation is suffering in poverty during a time of crisis, and it's like you're not even going to come out and open your doors and let these refugees in, give them a home. You know, you're just going to parade on a yacht and throw bread. You know, that well, kind of thing. It's. It, I feel like that that isn't a true example of exactly what you're saying. Is he's flashy? He has the money. He has the media power, but in the end, his true intention it seems falls short when it's looking after the community, which is what, um, you know, pastors and, um, you know, the, the faith leaders are supposed to be doing at one time during, you know, the colonial. And even now I still feel in, in the middle of America, you know, our church leaders are the heart of the community, you know, and, and I feel that they guide the moral compass, if you will. Of, of that community and so I feel like in that particular example he showed what kind of heart he had when it comes to guiding a community and if you're if you're directly referring back to the the flooding and the hurricane mm-hmm. issue that happened in New Orleans he was actually not permitted to allow people into the church because of flooding issues that was something that was not published oh, was it yeah. Okay. Yeah. oh yeah so See, that, that was, so let, to just to address yeah, that no, as that a separate issue but that was something where they were they they were afraid that once they opened they were told that with the flooding that was occurring were they to open up the building and start mm-hmm. allowing people in the church itself would flood and then they would be trapped with people in the building and so on and so forth oh, so really? facilities yeah. weren't where so they the could facility actually is open. actually built more below grade Ex- like underground almost. right exactly they were saying that it was it was it was to the point there where they were they had to not open up the facility strictly for the fact that they were afraid it was going to become more of a trap and a and a detriment to the people that would come into it. So that was something that was not pub- publicized to the extent that, it should have been. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and that's one more reason why so I that's was that's a media bias. But, but see, no. that's exactly one more reason why I wanted to have this, because no, you're exactly. only ever yeah. hearing one side of the story. Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Oh, the church stayed closed while people were suffering. Right. You know, unfortunately, to a certain extent, that you know, especially when you're talking large constructions like the churches there in, in New Orleans and everything, you're talking about large facilities that could house hundreds of people people but at the same time it's just like any other facility that can house hundreds of people it has its own issues as a facility 
yeah in the mix of that so I'm, that's the problem there. i'm gonna be completely honest with you <laughs> you know th- this is this this is one of those things that bugs me the most is the fact that he has a thirty thousand dollar pinky ring <laughs> that right there that i'm sorry i mean I, it's just one of those things where it's like really dude yeah I, you know that it, it is something that i know a lot of people struggle with anytime you have you have these um ministers that have affluence mm-hmm. people people judge that in a, in a certain light and have issues with it it's the judgment reversal i'm being judged for my tattoos he's being judged for what he's has exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. and and to a certain extent we also have to acknowledge that if it, the if the lord has blessed him with some of with, with the the tangible as long as he is not taking advantage of people there's nothing wrong with him having that thirty thousand dollar peak right rate. Right. You know, and we I, to a certain I, extent I have to acknowledge that. Right. And I agree wholeheartedly. You know, not that I'm excusing any behavior where we have people that have taken advantage of people and people that have told people, well, if you give me this money, then God will bless you and, and stuff yeah. like that. You There's also a lot yeah. of things yeah. where, unfortunately, there's good and bad on both sides. So, exactly. you know, definitely um, want to avoid any kind of character attack directly without knowing whole stories there as well. I agree wholeheartedly. You know. I agree. Um, but uh, getting back on track yeah, uh, sure. with all that. Um, yeah. So, uh, all right. So getting back on the, on the tattoo subject. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in, in your church, you would never right. turn anyone away, of course. Um, I know that just from being around you. Well, we, no, we wouldn't want to. And I, 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 I'm, I'm confident there have probably been folks that have been turned away for various different things that we never found out about till after the fact. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and of course you once that's happened, it's, it's, you know, you almost, it's, it's almost an impossibility to turn someone back. Um, you know, you, you can apologize, you can, you know, say, Hey, uh, we're sorry that happened, but, uh, the, the damage has been done usually. Yeah. And, uh, people are not going to return. I mean, it's just like, um, I, I heard a story recently about someone who had invited another to Easter service this Easter, 2018, now, to a <laughs> to a service. But then, then in the meantime, uh, while while one member had been talking to a friend, uh, I think it was a friend or an associate. I don't know. I didn't get all that exact details, and they weren't wanting to share names. And I don't press that. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, you know, I'm human too, so I don't want to be standing there. Uh, on a Sunday or, you know, <laughs> talking yeah. to a group and realize, okay, this person here has been running their mouth to the point. But sad to say, somebody had been critical, uh, and, and I, I don't re- I don't know exactly to what end, but it was insinuated that it was critical about the pastor. And so this person that was all ready to accept the invitation and, and, and join Easter service uh, it, uh, at this church uh, then declined it. Because he said, "Oh no, no, not 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 from this what I, this other I've heard." Mm. Now, whether it had any credibility or not, you know, I don't know because I don't know all the story, and I'm I'm more than willing to throw my hands up and say, "Hey, I'm stepping back from this because that's all I know is what I was told mm-hmm. by someone else." <laughs> but at the same time, this person's heart was broken because they had been in trying to encourage a friend to come spend. Um, Easter Sunday with them at at the church, and then go to dinner or something, and then this person declined it because uh, some negative uh, <laughs> negative person uh, spouted off some things, trying to get something off their chest, or because they didn't agree with something the pastor had done. Right. Well, yeah, it's a sad thing. These kind of things happen all the time, and I think it's it goes to 
we should be paying closer attention like the scripture uh, like the apostle said in the scriptures that we should be slow to speak slow to anger quick to hear uh, we got two ears one mouth uh, and we need we ought to engage appropriately you know agreed and uh, and be careful what we say regardless because uh, you know cuz once once a word goes out it's done its deed mm-hmm. you know and if we say something unkind uh, I still believe very much in the golden rule that that uh, that Jesus Christ taught. You know, I mean, you want to do to others that which you'd have done to yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's funny, I, I hear that dressed up. I've I've seen that on some programming in a couple different venues where it was been dressed up and re given as if it was some other information, but that's actually biblical, <laughs> you know? And I thought, okay, they're going to give someone else credit for that. But anyway, but the thing is the best way, the best way to treat someone is like you'd want to be treated yourself, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. And on that same note, if Joel is listening, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. um, lesson yeah. learned. Yeah, He may not um, be our favorite evangelist or he might not be one we listen to and all uh, or follow. Cause there, there's quite a few, but, but uh, I think there's been some good points made about it and, and um, and 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 well done. Then, if you, with the congregation did respond or were able to respond um, uh, to folks' needs, then then thank you for the response. If mm-hmm. if you were out there for the community, and I know a lot of people were. I mean, I follow I follow what Franklin Graham does through Samaritan's Purse. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're just uh, it, it's amazing what that ministry does medically and in humanitarian aid. Um, yeah, and they just got through building like a seventy-bed medical center in a ref the lar- one of the world's largest refugee camps. I can't even pronounce the name where these people are coming out of what used to be called Burma. I think was it Myanmar, Myanmar, or Myanmar, Myanmar. Yeah, these refugees coming out of that, and it's something like already like seventy or eighty thousand of them. Wow. And and in particular, they're finding that there's this epidemic of. Um, Oh gosh, what was it? I was just reading about that the other day. Uh, I forget one one of the things that we you know one of the things that we've seen eradicated in our country with inoculations. Anyway, mm-hmm. the, these refugees are coming in and they've already got I forget how many thousand cases of this one particular thing, like with the children get mm-hmm. and all polio. And they're, and they're no, it's not polio. It's something. I, was it I, the I, E. coli or? But they're dealing. They're trying to deal with that. I mean, they're already overwhelmed, and they were talking about how many tons of medical supplies and things that they're flying in, and and medical personnel, and and um, and so you know, I, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate uh, that, and see, and of course, that is their what they're doing is generated by the faith they have in the message of the gospel to take that love to people, and and they're not requiring people to except Christ uh, they're presenting the gospel as part of that right. but they're not requiring people to sit through a church service necessary to get before you get an inoculation right. you got to listen to this you know <laughs> yeah no, this that, isn't the ancient not, days of Spain no, no, <laughs> thank you this is not a crusade this is not one of the crusades right? yeah it's amazing in modern time you know it's amazing in modern times how many times I've had that thrown at me oh yeah from people and I thought really I mean you know the, the medieval times been a long time ago and I wasn't around then you know <laughs> 
<laughs> people say, yeah, but what, did, what about what the Christians did? I say, well, most of that was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't for Christ they did. They may have used his name. They might have been a, a, a But they a clearly didn't read shield, the book. But they, yeah. They never did. They never quite read the book. And well, th- that was also in an era before the book was readily available to most people that fought that those crusades. True. That's their, true. As far, their yeah. souls and their spiritual life were held captive by the people that were telling them what to do. Right. If you don't Which, do this, you're going to be held, you know, you're going to be held accountable before God. Exactly. And that brings yeah. me to my next question. Um, a lot of skeptics come up with is. How do you know that the pastor is actually using the word of God and not just using some form of self-manipulation or interpretation of it? And I have to tell them, you know, a lot of times I'm like, look, I'm not an an active churchgoer. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not a practicing Catholic by any means. Mm -hmm. I do pray every once in a while. I use my rosary. And Mm -hmm. for me, it's more of a, uh, I guess, a... uh, priority thing um and i'll explain that a little bit later because that's another question i want to get back to but Mm -hmm. anyway um in in, from your words um and i hope that people that have been listening are clearly listening because i can almost answer this for myself just in the way you speak you will actually give a scripture and then you give its definition to current times not necessarily you know, an inter- interpretation, you you literally said, even in that, those times, you go from the oldest to the youngest. And mm-hmm. it just so happened mm-hmm. that David was the one with the most pure of heart. And and that right there is exactly what I was, where, where I'm going with this, is sure. basically, uh, what can you tell people uh, to let them know that you're not just interpreting it as like, hey, you know, this means what and what. No, there's actually... A, uh, a whole way a whole series of research you have to do to, as uh, a uh, pastor mm-hmm. to be able to not almost translate into common terms yes. what the lesson yes. of the day yeah. is right right well to, to expound or to alliterate yes. uh, to, to do an exegetical on the on uh, of, of the gospel it's a challenge it's a tremendous responsibility and one that many many if not every time I you know I mean we're human. Uh, and, and sometimes we do rely on our on on our skills that we've uh, honed for years uh, more so than we should just be always relying on the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I look, I rely, I I, I feel like I rely more today on revelation from God uh, than ever before. And uh, because and based on the scriptures, and I and of course I treasure the things I have in my library. Uh, I'm thrilled with the kind of access uh, we have nowadays, you know, with computer and all to other materials that normally you would not have had. I'm able to go and, and look at some things now that, that uh, you know, when I spent two and a half, uh, almost three years on the seminary campus, we, we had the, um, the world's fifth largest theological seminary uh, library there, theological library, I should say, at the seminary, and which was wonderful, and of which, you know, <laughs> only had a only had access to just a uh, you know busy doing professor's assignments and all that but the time that you spend in there you know you just wish you could spend more almost envied the guys that were doctoral students because they spend a lot of their life in the library you know (laughs) in the research uh, uh, alcoves and things but nonetheless uh, yeah there's a tremendous amount of, of study and accountability there and it is difficult. Now, this is where, you know, we encourage folks in our churches that everybody should, as the scripture says, study to show yourself to prove. 
and Jesus himself. So, you know, no scriptures is of personal interpretation. We are not. Uh, we're, not, we're held accountable the fact that we're not allowed just to take a scripture. I mean, for me to open up the Bible right now and just pull out a passage and then fling it anywhere, any way or anywhere I want to is mm -hmm. irresponsible. Mm -hmm. uh, some people have done that. Yes, sir. Some, some people have taken a, a scripture out of the Old Testament and, and come against uh, folks in the tattoo community. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the thing about hair, when I was coming up, the thing about hair. Mm -hmm. You know, and facial hair and, and long hair and all that kind of thing. Duly noted he has a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and most of, most all of my ministry, i The tattoo had, artist is clean shaven. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Point made. Absolutely. Good point. <laughs> Good point for Sam. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I have tattoos and a goatee. So yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> but here before the world. May I ask, did you take your shower this morning, son? <laughs> no, we did not. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I right. did. Sam did. Oh, okay. he's lying. I'm no. <laughs> and I'm and and this that and this little dog of yours that's curled up at my feet. I can tell you. Well, anyway, <laughs> what he needs. Anyway, uh, well, folks, God bless you all. <laughs> and just be thankful this is audio. And anyway, yeah, not visual. <laughs> this is not a scratch and sniff session. <laughs> We gotta just get real sometimes. Yeah. Don't smell like old old Bible pages and wet dog. Oh man, okay. I can handle the one, not yeah. the other. <laughs> that makes two. Um, yeah, that's why. That's why I'm not really. I'm not crying during some of these stories. This is, <laughs> these tears are for another reason. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Apology not accept. No. <laughs> she lives here. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. This is fun. And and this is okay, right? This is allowed, this right? Is okay. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. We can have we can have a Bible in the room and laugh at the same laugh. time. That's Ooh, okay. I, I, uh, yeah. Hold on. As a Catholic, I'm offended. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> there are not enough lit candles in this room. Okay. All right. I can't, we're not All doing right. this All in right. Latin either. Anyway. <laughs> All right. I mean, where were we? I don't know, man. I don't I'm even sorry. know anymore. I'm sorry. I got. I got. Next lost question. <laughs> oh goodness. So, uh, all right. So, one more thing. Uh, I guess I can uh, go for is um, is there a way for the church community to? Is there like is there any ideas you have that the church community? could um practice let's put it that way let's put it practice to appear more open to you know tattooed individuals or you know other individuals who are interested in seeking the, that guidance because i mean in all in all retrospect i mean yeah um you know, I'm not very, I'm not biblically versed by any means. I'm completely layman. Um, and when it comes to, you know, um, faith and things like that, is there a way to appear more open and welcoming to that, those kind of communities so that they can get the guidance that let's be honest, we all need, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I come to Robert all the time whenever yeah. I'm, I'm in hardship and he guides me mm -hmm. using you know, biblical verse. Yeah, um, uh, and a lot of the reason I feel um, this podcast has been so helpful to me is because Robert does let me know when the episodes are up and I do listen to them oh, great. and they do great. give me like, he'll, he'll straight up like, um, I think it was episode two. You messaged me and you said, this one is particularly 
geared toward what you're going through. Oh, well, we and have Pastor Bill on. Yeah. 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 Great. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And and absolutely. I feel like that right there is a prime example of what I feel a lot of churches are missing, mm-hmm. is that not so much that push forward and promoting and like, hey, you need to follow God. No, just more of like, if you need us, we're here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I I think it has to be a con- real conscious thing, uh, and and that's something we have to push for uh, all the time. Uh, sometimes those of us who are in leadership get very frustrated and discouraged because uh, we, you know, sometimes we fall flat of our face. Uh, obviously, we come short with our own personal situations mm-hmm. and perhaps health needs or things ourselves. But then again, when you're trying to lead folks to be more open and transparent, to be more inv- more inclusive, uh, and sometimes that's just that's just you're abruptly stopped. I've ran into that at several. Uh, points in my ministry through the years um, and and to this day I mean I'm not proud of that but I left my first uh, opportunity to serve was b- before long before I was ever ordained or anything mm-hmm. I, I was working with a little mission church in Tucson Arizona uh, and and serving as a youth minister and I became real discouraged I got I got well I, I just let my feelings get hurt let me just be mm-hmm. honest I let my feelings get hurt I made an abrupt decision and I resigned my position, uh, which disappointed a whole group of young people because we had a real tight little youth group there. Right. We were having Thursday afternoon Bible studies, and we were having we were getting together almost every weekend or so. We had wow. a real vibrant little group. We were actually helping some kids, and I hope if any of those were happen to be listening even to this day. Uh, that uh, you know that uh, Rick loves you still, <laughs> and we've lost contact for years now with a number of these people, but. Uh, uh, that I'm all that I you know I've heard some of those grew up and have been quite productive individuals and all Good. and I don't know if they're still going to that church but I know at the time um, you know things were said and then and then I you know I felt very strongly about an effort just I'm using this as an example mm-hmm. Sam to whereby to reach out and to bring some people in now this was this would have involved. Uh, some some people that uh, there were was what we call more the hippie element. Okay, okay. that day and time, not necessarily the tattoo community, <laughs> right. but people who would have probably also like sported. Ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Similar, fringe, fringe exact, liberal fringe, society. Yeah, you know. yeah. But to reach out and and I and I was met with I was not met with the response that I thought I should have, as I was talking to the to the leadership of the church, even even the even the person that was pastor at that time. You know, I got kind of an abrupt, no, no, we're not going that direct, you know, kind of. And, and I took it, I took it to heart is what mm-hmm. I did. Um, and the thing I ended up doing was putting myself on a shelf mm-hmm. because then I, I removed myself very abruptly, which I should, that was immaturity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, like I said, I had just responded uh, just within about a 12 month period prior to ministering period. I, I was a newlywed. My wife and I just got married. This was all brand new to us, and I had no training. Okay, mm-hmm. just doing it as we felt led, right? Uh, and and we were having a good bit of success with it, by the way. But the the sad part of it was, uh, you know, I withdrew myself, and so in withdrawing myself, I did exactly that. I put myself on a shelf, mm-hmm. and then suddenly I'm not helping anybody, and I'm not doing anything for anybody. And right. I and even spiritually, I felt. Like a like an ember that had grown dark and cold and without without warmth and um, and it took me a while to get over that, 
and thank God there was a, there was a minister um, who had been a former missionary to Mexico at that time that that kind of ministered to me and ultimately even brought me on his staff, um, uh, you know, as an associate to kind of got me back in the groove, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go crazy or go wild or something like that, but I just, you know, uh, didn't, you know, we didn't stop going to church, things like that. But I was so disenchanted with the leadership of that little mission because here I saw this as an opportunity to have reached out into another vein and actually enhanced that that fellowship, that congregation, and uh, and that dog is crazy. <laughs> no. That's wild. If y'all, if you hear, it's not the cracking in here. It's just, it's just some creatures <laughs> who has fallen asleep underneath the table, the broadcast table. But nonetheless, uh, Lord bless it. Anyway, God loves all the little creatures too. That's right. So. Uh, you know, in, in kind of responding to your question, you know, the, the, the church can do and should be doing a lot more. I'm thankful in a lot of different areas like uh, in our, you know, across the country, one of the successful areas. I know it's not particularly in that in y'all's vein particularly, uh, but in a similar, there's been a lot of the cowboy churches spring up. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, and, and uh, e- even in our little county here, there's a cowboy congregation, you know. Because people, people of a certain mindset, and they dress a certain way, and that this, their activities go a certain direction, and involve even a whole other calendar than most folks, mm-hmm. and and so here is a, a group that worships together uh, in the cowboy way, you know, right, with the right. gospel, and, and so hey, I think it's great. And like you mentioned, some some tattoos, some churches that have been t- particularly, and I'm not trying to advocate that we have to have separate little groups. Right, uh, right, because to a certain extent, I, I don't want to see that happen. Well, the factionism, you know, you, yeah, you, you don't want to yeah. add more factions and more right. denominations strictly yeah. because people don't feel comfortable. Correct. Like yeah. we need to repair the ministry right. of the church and allow access to all groups into every community and into yeah. every congregation. Yeah. I think in, in figuring out the way to bridge those gaps is what we're really talking about is trying to figure out yeah. a way to make it well, to where we're all. And, that, know, and, and that's exactly what uh, loves the answer. Well, correct. Yeah. yeah. yeah love where, is the answer. Where is yeah. instead of feeling like you need to join some kind of faction that it, yeah. you know that is basically we all dress the same think the same act the same so right. we're going to start a church it's like no you're welcome at all these other churches right and it's just getting that that uh, i guess that stigma that comes right. with you know the 1950s and so on and so forth sure, where you have to sure. be in a suit and tie and you have right. to you know be clean shaven you have to have your wife in her place and so on and so forth and <clears throat> I'm going to make this very, very clear, you know, like in my home, my, my wife is my equal period. Yeah, I have, there is no subservient attitude in a lot of ways. She's actually more dominant. Um, but anyway, the, and he the, does love you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that with respect, There you go. <laughs> respect. Um, but in all reality though, uh, a lot of people have that, that, uh, mindset that stigma right. is still sticking around right. where it's like the wife should be at home making the bread cleaning the kids um, while the husband does a nine-to-five because that is God's way and I feel like cool you're just further adding fuel to the fire you're not actually educating yourself you're just going off of whatever Hollywood is dictated for you as a church and that's uh, another reason why I wanted to do this podcast yeah, so that I, you've raised a couple good things there you really have which are and, also not scriptural and that's I'm about exactly. to say that's more of yeah. the gospel of culture Right. More the gospel of of that than than because I've started to, I didn't want to interrupt no no but it's not really means. biblical yeah uh, I mean we've been doing a a what began as the winter Bible study and now it's going <laughs> quickly through the spring in in the in the epistle of uh, the letters to fir, of First Peter 
And in the third, and we've been talking about some of the things because one of the subjects that we have gotten onto is that of submission. Of course, that's a dirty word nowadays. Nobody right. wants to be subject to anything, right. uh, you know, because we're all so rebellious. Um, <laughs> and and uh, and of course, we know where that comes from. <laughs> uh, at least, uh, well, many of us understand that um, from who the ultimate rebeller is. Uh, but but God came, but Christ came to destroy all the works of Satan. So you know, First Peter, and particularly in the second and third chapter, and one of those being in the home. But some of the things that I've taken extra time, and this is related back to kind of what how you were talking about how do I present? You know, you know, I can only speak for myself now. Right. I know other pastors, there may be some. If there's some listening, there may have been already some that turned it off. Said, "Oh, the guy's all wet, <laughs> or he's you know, or he's this, or he's that," you know. Um, uh, and it depends on who you're talking to, mm-hmm. honest to goodness. But but uh, and I certainly don't have all the answers. I just thank God that I know who does. Right. And and that's who I have my faith in. You know, on the Lord Jesus Christ. But as Peter was sharing to those people in the latter part of the first century, they they had a lot of of um, they were in some very dangerous situations uh, because he was writing to people who were subject to the persecution of of Nero. Uh, and, and and people throughout the Roman Empire that if because of their allegiance uh, they could be easily betrayed into the hands of people who would martyr them and so and so forth and then of course fighting the Grecian then Romanized Grecian culture uh, that predominated and and one of the things I do as I'm teaching that is to point out as some writers have very well explained that when Peter talks about being subject, even as uh, some recognize the passage where he says, even as Sarah was subject to Abraham, calling him Lord, that was, that was respect. But it was also in, in terms of an equality that is there. And because, because then Peter says, and likewise ye husbands, when he talks to the wives and he says, and likewise ye husbands, and he's meaning that on a basis of equality. Now, some have taken that to mean since in the prior discussion in chapter 2, he talked about the relationship between master and slave. Some have taken that out of context. And when he goes on into the third chapter talking about the relationship between men and women, many have said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And so, and, and of course, he starts off telling the women, you've got to be subject to your own husband. Well, yeah, he does. We need to be subject to our own spouse. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's who we need to be subject to. You start being subject to someone else's spouse, you got trouble. <laughs> you know, or some other woman down the street or next yeah. door, yeah, you got trouble. <laughs> and he says that about the women and the men. Hey, you, you be committed to your own husband, to your own wife. And then he says, as heirs or partners in the work of grace, so that your prayers are not hindered. In other words, he recognized the fact that we're supposed to be able to kneel down together, side by side, deal with our issues, pray, raise our families. And, and you, when you start bringing in the scriptures from 1 Corinthians, where Paul talks about it, Paul's saying the same things there. He talks about how the children are even affected. And all that, or even if, and even if there's a believing husband and a non-believing wife, or a or vice mm-hmm. versa, talks about how one shouldn't put the other away because of that, even. But that ought to let the work of grace, God's grace, and when we say that, you bring in the whole thing of love. Love covers a multitude of sin. Let the power of love prevail, and let mm-hmm. God's grace prevail. And He says, for the sake of those children, and for your own sakes, so that your prayers not be hindered. And and um, 
So in other words, it affects that person physically, mentally, spiritually. All facets of a person's created being are affected uh, about how they're responding to one another. And, of course, you take that from the home. Uh, in fact, uh, this coming Wednesday night, I'll be dealing with the section about the church, being submitted in the church, mm-hmm. where we ought to be more so submitted to proper authority and leadership. Uh, but there again, if we don't submit to one another in brotherly love and, and, and you know. And I that, think a lot of the confusion comes in where submission is not oppression. No. They are no, two separate no. ideas. It's the willingness to yeah. commit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that and that is very much I think a lot of the issue is when people mm-hmm. see the word submit, they are thinking that now there's someone in power and there's someone weaker. That yeah. it's not all at all no, what the word no. means. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is a vocabulary issue. We're dealing we're dealing with people right. that are approaching the scripture and that's that's part of the reason being in service and being under the tutelage of someone who who is you know slightly more spiritually mature is beneficial because they can help you understand and expound on what the scriptures are saying you have an opportunity to to learn more in depth about what the verbiage is meant to say there and we're also dealing with something where learned people you know such as such as Dr. Clark here have taken the time to understand that, oh, well, these words have been translated from the Koine Greek into the Hebrew and, and right. so on and so forth and going, back and going, forth. Yeah. And there's things there that need to be expounded on. And what, well, the word here, you know, we say love. Well, but there's agape love and there's, there's you know, the e- eros yes, and exactly. there's phileo and there's, yeah. There's, there's different all, types yeah. of love. In the Koine know, we, Greek, it's extremely specific. And yeah. Peter's language is. It's in, and, and this is one thing I spent probably an inordinate amount of time on that because as it turned out, Sam, the group I was speaking to, mm-hmm. it was just a small group, you know, in the middle of the week, were all ladies. Okay, so you doggone straight, I'm going to make sure I get this right. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Say, now, ladies, as we're talking about being subject, you know, as I make sure I'm ensconced behind my little podium. <laughs> no, and they're a great group. They they really are sweet gals. And, and one of them, including uh, Robert's wife, was able to attend that night. But the fact of the matter is, I wanted to point out the fact it was done in a positive way. I mean, because I've had people, I, and I tell, I always tell that one story uh, that I have that goes back a number of years. But we had this couple, we had this uh, this lady in our church, and she was very out. I mean, she's a real alpha gal, okay? Mm-hmm. She, she Just a great gal. And um, she already had a preteen boy and, and had, had had a bad marriage and all. But then there was this this guy that had been, come into our church. And he was just a big teddy bear. He was just a big teddy bear, and they fell in love and all. And they wanted me to do their service, you know, perform their wedding ceremony, and um, they had already become an integral part of all of us, you know. Well, I require counseling. I mean, I just don't mm-hmm. do a service just to be doing just for a convenience, you know. Right. And uh, but anyhow, when I sat down with them, now she's the kind of gal. That she said right up front, she says, now, Pastor, I'm going to tell you right here, we're, we're in the vows and in all these discussions, if you're going to start telling me I've got to be subject to my husband, we're going to have an issue. And I said, hey, just settle down. You know, <laughs> take a breath. Let me say welcome yeah. <laughs> to our session. Can we start Hi. with a handshake? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this was going to be like the first of three or four sessions. So, oh, oh, man. Boy. Then dad reached under the desk, pulled out his flak jacket. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and we just had to, from the get-go, had to, had to take away, had to chip at all those negative 
You see, and this is right. the thing about so many times organized religion, uh, or denominationalism, or, or, or even some of the concepts are pre are misconceptions of things. Like you say, um, things that have been handed down. Say, oh well, you, this is you know this is what the Christians say or whatever. Um, sometimes that doesn't boil down to be scriptural. Correct. Not even scripture. I mean, because like Peter did not intend that as a negative thing. Mm -hmm. They had enough negative to deal with in their world. They right. really did. They had people being burned at the stake. Mm -hmm. So because they would not declare Caesar as Lord, but Christ is Lord. <laughs> and so, you know, they, they had their own issues. But and in all those things, he was saying, you, and even with the king, even with the kings and Caesars of the day, he was saying, we must be respectfully submitted. Pray for your leaders. Be pro properly, respectfully submitted to them. Not to the point of doing something evil, just right. because he says so. Because if there's something that gets to that point of conscience, you right. know. And, and how can I, Sam, and I, and I know this has happened, where there have been people declared themselves as a spiritual leader, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of what the faith may be, and then, then charge people or become so... Um, persuasive as to have people do something that really is against their own conscience now mm -hmm. that's not right that's not that that to me is like the where the dark term of manipulation comes yes in, sir you know yes, um sir. and and that and i feel like it's because of those individuals um i mean charles manson being probably oh, the most gosh. publicized version oh, of that man. Um, Jim Jones, you know, people like that. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like it's because of those people that skepticism about the Christian faith and its leaders um, has grown to such an exponential level. And it's becoming almost an extremist movement, right. if you will. I mean, granted, I'm using some harsh terms here. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, but it, I mean, sure. I, I find so many people are so adamant it's okay so there's that saying there's still only two things that shouldn't be talked about in in public and that's religion and politics and my my thing is is yeah you're right because nobody's willing to listen here i am a skeptic a hardcore mm -hmm. skeptic okay? Yeah, okay raised catholic studied buddhism with mm -hmm. you know my stepmom um and then my stepmom later joined uh, a church that i may not agree with but mm -hmm. it was her faith uh yeah. before she passed and okay. i watched a lot of things happen and that raised a lot of red flags and then of course in my upbringing at my catholic mm -hmm. church mm -hmm. i had there was a lot of red flags and then right. of course as becoming an adult and trying new churches a lot of red flags a lot of it i'm going to be completely honest with you you know i'm 34 years old now and sure. i've had a lot of time to contemplate on these sure, issues sure. and with robert's guidance um i've actually come to terms with the fact that it wasn't so much red on a conscious level, mm -hmm. you know, like my, my self-conscious was, or subconscious was like, Hey, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. It was more of just, um, being illiterate, uh, to the terms of, of, exactly. of what was going on, which is why yeah. I appreciate talking to you so much because you give me the actual scripture and then you break it down and you say, look, this is what this word means today, today. You know what I mean? Well, and, and this is how you put it into its proper context instead of mis, um, what was it again? Misconstrued. Yeah. yeah misconstruing. Yeah. 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 Misconstruing. Okay. We're listening to this. Mm -hmm. It would be interesting for them to have a skeptic, um, you know, ans ask the hard questions, if sure, you will, you sure, know, the ones sure. that nobody really wants to ask and getting back to the point though, uh, because of those red flags mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay i feel like it's drawing more of a following based on the fact that they themselves are illiterate on the scripture and i cannot say this enough read the bible don't yeah, don't yeah, argue a yeah, point yeah, if absolutely. you don't know it but go. at the same time 
it it's like uh, working out at a gym. You don't just go into a gym and start working out. You want to go to a trainer to teach you how to work out. It's the same thing with your local church and your community there leaders. You go. Yeah, sure. go to a church. Learn how to read the scripture. Yeah. Don't just go and take it based on word for word because Absolutely. It, it takes a lot of research to get to a point like yourself That's right. that can interpret those words that are mostly a part of a dead language. So it's like, sure. you know... The, Yes, man is fallible to a certain mm -hmm. degree, mm -hmm. but one thing that isn't is the written word. That's and right. You, we've got to, you know, take the time to do the in finding that church. And unfortunately, it does involve finding bad churches and good churches and so on and so forth. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I think if you, yeah, if that's excellent, Sam. I think there's some good points, good, good uh, rule of thumb in some of that. What you're saying there, a lot of it. I feel like I should just totally quote Boondocks right now. <laughs> the rule of thumb. Oh, I see what you're saying. Subservient, are we? I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. no. That's cool. Uh, it, it, and, and see, and I don't even understand that it's reference. All right. it's, it's okay. Right. <laughs> you're not supposed uh, maybe, to. Okay, good. It's okay. okay. It's, it's okay. quite all right. <laughs> you know, and I'm certainly the one that's infallible because I'm finite, and God is God's the one that's infinite. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so even with my faults, I do. That is what I strive for. I press uh, to try to bring uh, when we do our Sunday No podcast to bring uh, a word that will encourage folks and uplift folks because of all the things that we face and and the fact that because I we believe so strongly that the scripture uh, we get discouraged sometimes in the Sunday to Sunday pulpit because it seems like so many folks can kind of take it or leave it you mm -hmm. know and a lot of Christianity has gotten very, very nonchalant very mm -hmm. well, complacent if, it, if it's convenient I'll be there and otherwise you know um, uh, and and my goodness uh, yeah attorneys and all are, are given a lot more respect <laughs> you know at least they're held on retain you know right uh, but when you think about that well we'll just we'll 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 call you when we need you it's almost <laughs> kind of like that type of thing um but uh you know we we the fact of the matter is what presses us is the fact that the love of christ is so great and and that the message uh touches us and and lifts us and and raises us up out uh, you know that we can know, and I know one of the things of agnosticism, and you know, the Manual Kant, and and some of those writings are um, uh, to the fact that you know we can't know, uh, that we can't understand. The fact that those of us who have placed faith, uh, we believe in what the Scriptures say there, like in First John, uh, I think it's five and fourteen. That you know these things have been written that you may know, and and so we have that. We have that. Um, Support of the written word, like you mentioned, right. okay, and and of course the living word. We have that rhema, which is the written word, and of course the logos was the the personified word, which is the person of Christ. You know, and uh, God sent form, forth His Son, and that that word in that word, and that word became flesh. Is in that first chapter of John. I thank you for saying, encouraging people to read the Scripture. They should. Right. Mm -hmm. They should. They need to understand. What the scripture says comes um, down to the basic rule of thumb or yeah. not rule of thumb, but the basic principle of practice what you preach. Exactly. And you can't preach if you don't know. And that's why I do not preach uh, about religion in any way, faith or any way, shape or form. Yeah. I just the only thing I could like finding a good psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you got to yeah. go through the bad ones and the good ones before yeah. you find the right one. Yeah. And that, that that that's the only way. And it's the same thing with religion. If you're struggling with faith. Uh, finding any particular type of religion. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing, uh, going back to that, that um, 
the priest that uh, yeah. disrobed himself to reveal he was heavily tattooed. Um, he he put something into perspective for us as young Catholics mm-hmm. um, to respect other religions, and mm-hmm. and this is why um, when we brought up well if you know if god is god then why is there buddha is there a law mm-hmm. if there's only one god how are how are all these cultures having other gods well his his phrasing was probably the best i've heard to date which is that's how god wanted to appear for what was best for them hmm. and to me that was like okay that's god doing god's will for those individuals at that time does that make sense and I hear where yeah I hear what you're saying and I don't I'm gonna tell you I don't necessarily agree right. with that but I hear and, what and, you're saying and that's yeah. fine yeah but the yeah. fact of the matter is that's where the respect comes in right you know what I mean where yeah. is God appeared in, in his in in yeah. this church's forms God appeared to them you know in that form so it's still God and because of that you need to respect yeah. their choice and mm-hmm. um, and that's another thing uh, yeah that I have to go on to is like, I've had, um, you know, um, clergymen, if you will, uh, come up to me and they're almost forceful. It's almost like, it's almost like a homeless man refusing to accept no as an answer. And I mean, it it got to a point where there was times I was cornered for a couple of hours while they just recited scripture at me, telling me that I need to be a part of their flock. And, you know, for those for those individuals out there that are doing that, I will tell you right now that don't ever do that. That is a horrible thing to do. But um, may I may I put my amen on that? It is Um, a horrible thing to do. And 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 I realize that they feel like they're fulfilling their mission in doing that. Uh, I I guess to a degree I can respect what they're doing. But at the same time, I think pressing yourself on a person. I mean, it's just like when y'all invited me. Would I would I join this broadcast? Today? Right, and and you know, and of course, I felt a tremendous um, uh, satisfaction, a compliment that y'all would ask me to. But then I also felt this tremendous, um, I don't know, uh, just a kind of a tremendous responsibility because anytime <laughs> I'm being called on any form, whether it's to come up behind a pulpit or on a microphone mm-hmm. and talk about as prepared as I can, but I realize you know the thing of podcasts is to kind of just right. share. And I right. guess that's what we've well, done. A candid, <laughs> well, a candid picture. But, a lot of people don't you know, get a candid don't get a candid conversation yeah. or a perception of one okay. with a lot of, of ministers, I feel like sure. when you know, even on a Sunday right. morning, right. it's surface interaction. Yeah, right. that's you know, true. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So that's your volley. Yeah, you got yeah, the you know. salvo coming. This yeah. is very much that transparency okay. you were talking about. Yes, is sir. basically, you know, we know each other well, but right. not like super intimate. Okay, right, right, so right. a lot of the, and I'm not exactly scared to, you know, sit here and say, well, I think you know Christianity is yada yada yada. Pick, right. pr- pick a profane word. You no, know, no, I can no, do no. that. Yeah. But no. It, but, but we respect each other exactly. and we love each other as friends. And, exactly. And, and, um, and we, exactly. we both love your son, you Absolutely. know, and it's one of those things where it's, it's out of respect. I wanted somebody yes, to be able to step up and say, Hey, you know, I did not, I didn't know what I was going to be asked. Yeah. I didn't know how it was going to be asked. I didn't know if I was going to be put in front of a firing line, so to oh, speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I showed up yeah. and I have my Bible and I have my faith and I'm answering some really off the wall weird questions that skeptics do have and i hear i I have these conversations all the time and it's one of those things where i really wanted to you know have a sit down with you open so that one your flock can hear um how devout you actually are on and off 
the podium. I mean, oh, so oh, to speak. I, no. and, and, and and I'm sure if they know you, which I'm sure they do, they know you are. And but I'm just saying, I feel like if I if, if for some weird reason, I just get this feeling if I can sit here and say as a skeptic, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. there are real men and women out there that are guiding their communities in a way that is, you know, God's path without judgment, without yeah. ridicule and yeah. without closing the doors on you. They are willing to listen. They're willing yeah. to assist and right. they're willing to answer. Praise maybe just maybe more people would become open minded to Christianity yeah. again. Yeah. Um, because that is a common thing. We, like we talked about the subservient um, mindset, the, the mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, okay, but understand that, you know, you're, like you had said, you're subservient to one another mm-hmm. and then to God. Yeah, exactly. And that's that. Yeah. But uh, going a bit further onto another uh, thing that comes up, mm-hmm. the predestined, mm-hmm. um, you know, path. Uh, I, I hear this a lot, not just from... Um, my growing up, but also from other people, God has a predestined plan, right? Mm -hmm. So their argument, and keep in mind that these are people who have not read the Bible, who do not study scripture, and even some that who have, have said this. Mm -hmm. And it's one of, I think it falls back again to the miscommunication, uh, not knowing what they're reading, but um, the predestined plan that God has for us all, then he clearly knows that I'm not going to follow him. I'm not going to believe in him and I'm not going to give him the time of day. And I, I'll be honest with you. I have fallen to that same mindset uh, Hmm. a lot of times in my life, but I still at the deep down core of my being, even now while I'm sitting here, I'm getting like weird goosebumps talking about this. I feel like that right there. I know it sounds weird, but that right there is a sign of God Mm -hmm. to sit Mm -hmm. here and discuss with a pastor Face to face, mm-hmm. eye to eye. These are questions that I've come across. These are questions that I have, and I want you to answer them. And here you are doing it, and you know you do get that weird, right. like warm feeling on the inside of you, right. the little tingle. Right. And I get the same feeling whenever somebody asks me to do something against my will. Mm-hmm. I get the same exact yeah, feeling okay. when I stand hard against something I believe is right. Right. And and it's one of those things that to me, that is the ultimate sign. That, that God exists and that he mm-hmm. is speaking through you. Yeah. So if at all, when you are sitting there saying, I don't believe in God, yeah. and you feel that tinge in you, it's, that, that's a sign that he's there and he's listening and he's trying to talk to you. Um, and that's my wow. interpretation of that sensation. Okay. Yeah. But um, what would you have to say mm. towards those skeptics that believe that if my life is predestined as ordained by scripture or whatever, however they choose to put it, um, then he already knows I'm not going to be. So how could I go to hell for something like that? And I, 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 t- I tell them on, uh, uh, in my own interpretation, mm-hmm. don't, don't look at it as heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. Look at it as, you know, almost like, you know, your own personal faith and how you mm-hmm. walk that line. If mm-hmm. you're walking the line within the grace of God, then you're walking that line in the predestined past, so to speak. But ultimately I still refer them to going to (laughs) a church and get their proper direction because I'm, again, I'm not learned, uh, in the the ways of scripture. You're very benevolent there in that sense of it. And I, and I hate to tell someone else's story, but I know my, my best friend in the world, uh, pastor Bill Knight there at the image church in Matthews. And, and I would recommend that there's a church right there on the edge of Charlotte that, 
uh, is is willing and ready and able to receive people for whoever they are, and and they have a they have a diverse congregation already as it is, and um, and he does a wonderful job as a young man. He had he had several encounters of people in this you know from this part of the country we see that a good bit that hounded him okay that that pressed pressed even right. chased down and and some that would even get in his face you know and we got some folks like you know you're going to hell <laughs> you know kind of a thing oh there went the dog right yeah, I just woke the dog, the dog up has and the dog woke rose up, up. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> And, you know, she'll and rise then, up against that kind yeah. of special. <laughs> Peace be still. Okay. <laughs> no, and 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 not to make light of that, because sad thing about it is there are, there are people who are, are dying and going to a place that God never intended for man to go. Mm-hmm. And and as you were saying that, because in his own testimony, uh, and I think he was cl- close to being in his mid twenties before he finally in wrestling with that came to his own peace with God and that now he's a minister today mm-hmm. and a very fine minister. And of course my dear friend and like a brother to me. Um, and I think, and I wish he were here to respond to that because he, you know, I think hey, I would rather him being the ones talking about it, but in that, you know, I'm sure there was times when he thought, man, if I can just get away from these people and if they'll just get out of my face, you know, and he encountered some of these people at later times. And, and in some situations had some, I know one fellow he told me about not long ago, I think, mm-hmm. Robert, I'm not sure you might've been there. Well, a fellow that came and apologized for how he had hounded how, him. Yeah. Cause he but had, he, he literally came back and he had had a, he had yeah. had a, a grace session come over mm-hmm. his life. Yes. And he realized that what he was doing was so detrimental to the ministry uh, right. of Christ his approach and yeah. his approach and the and the dogmatic nature with which he had gone after people ha- had done more damage than good and yeah. later in his in his own reconciliation with the grace of God mm-hmm. had then come back to Pastor Bill and, yeah. and 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 come to him and said look I am sorry for doing that to you I am sorry that I that I approached you in that manner that I was hostile in a, in my delivery of the grace yeah. of Christ there again know? love prevailed because exactly. they were able to embrace each other as brothers now and parted with both you know uh, both of them apologizing to one because he also he said hey I came back to you with some pretty rough language and <laughs> yeah. things in those days too I think at that time he was part of a road crew yeah and they were pretty <laughs> rough guys you know yeah. and he didn't mind telling this guy when this guy would come on him you know uh with with the gospel so hard I mean the guy you know with his bible and everything in hand and I guess there were times when he just dressed him down hard I mean you know profanely yeah. <laughs> and sorry sorry brother uh, I didn't mean to but you know he's he's he shares his testimony from time to time anyhow uh, one of those scriptures that you made reference to a moment ago uh popped up in my head here in Ephesians because it says, you know, when he says, blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, there in Ephesians chapter 1, who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, comma, this is all part of one sentence now, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we would be wholly blameless before him in love. And he predestined us to the adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. The sentence continues now. To the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Paul here is addressing the believers. Correct. Okay. 
for those who have come to that point where where they have freely made that acceptance of Christ, and he says, you know, he's acknowledging the fact that God knew this from the foundation of the world. And, and part of the thing about the foreknowledge of God is to, it gets beyond us now, because I, I can't tell you that I can explain that thoroughly, Sam. I wish I could, because to some extent that's that's still confounded because it's it's yeah. far beyond us in some respects i know what the scriptures talk about because that foreknowledge uh, back in the old covenant that prophetic foreknowledge was something that people clung to with hope and as we come into the new testament paul is is rendering here to those who were believers coming out of the, uh, the the pagan culture as mm-hmm. well as the Hebrew, the very structured ceremonial uh, religious culture. He says, you know, what, what, what blows all this on level ground is the fact that God's grace and peace uh, has been something promised to us and foreseen in us. And the fact of the matter is, now at this point, like you, you said, mm-hmm. that uh, your intentions would not to be a believer and all that, and, and you've wrestled with that or wrestle with that to a certain extent. It, it's a daily thing. <laughs> I, I, got, hey, I hear you. Yeah. I, you know, and those of us who are believers, uh, Paul said, I die daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul says, I die daily. I mean, yeah, we, we each day have to really resubmit ourselves to the Lord. I mean, we make a, I think we make a, that initial decision to where we're, we're, we're inviting Christ to be Lord and Savior we confess our sin to him. We just we just lay it all on him. He said, "Lord, I I you, that all this is beyond me." Mm-hmm. And according to your word, if I repent and turn from my sin, then then I will pass from death to life because of your death and resurrection. I cling to that in your name, and He becomes our Savior. We we confess to Him and we invite Him to be uh, accept Him as our Lord and Savior. And, and so in that, Paul's saying, you know, he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Now, I not, I not only take that as an absolute promise, but things I'm looking forward to, because I know I'm blessed even as a young boy in accepting Christ, even as that young adult when I was at that crossroads when I, when I felt like I had to make other decisions about where I was headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at different points, even in my ministry, even up into recent years, you know, and, and things involving the church. Because I'll tell you, the church can be a strange animal. And, 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 and the more it's controlled by men, the, the, the more strange it can be. <laughs> uh, it's not always what's resemblant in the scriptures. I, I, I wish it were more what the scriptures say, but we have a way of trying to make it more like corporate America or, or something else, you know. Right. Uh, maybe the, like the plant we worked at. I, I was in a church one time where... There were a lot of uh, God bless them, and I love them. My daughter-in-law is a school teacher, but uh, it was there was a there was a, quite a large number of, of school teachers and administrative folk there, and and so the church was run like a school, um. literally. And I mean, it was it was it was the weirdest thing. I'm telling you, and it was it just it resembled more a school than it did a church, you know. Um, and I'm sad to say, my experience there was very limited, but nonetheless. Uh, you know, that he sees us and that that adoption as sons is for all of us because we know the scripture says that God would have it that no one should perish, right. you know. So, in a, you know, a few moments ago I said, you know, well, I would have to beg to disagree with you on that one point because, uh, you know, Buddha never, Buddha never declared himself to die for anybody's sin. Right. And he just came 
uh, he he just uh, advised and and had some interesting things to share about how to live, you know, right. and a lot of which is very admirable, and you know, you could respect a lot of that. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, there's not been that many when you start looking at that of those who have actually declared themselves to be gods, mm-hmm. and yet man has a tendency to want to become God, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, as as our as our wise one of our wise forefathers in this country, as Jefferson said. Uh, the more power some people have, the more absolute power they want to. I'm paraphrasing him, of course. Uh, the, the more absolute power and tyrannical that power becomes. I think it's amazing um, how you keep you know. talking to me like I know these quotes, but I don't at <laughs> oh, all. Well, no, and so you're like, I'm paraphrasing, of course, like I know. <laughs> well, I don't want, I, well, I have a lot of respect I for you. I appreciate that. You're, I really a learned, do. you're a learned guy, and uh, and and. Um, uh, you know, and of course, a lot of people want to despair, uh, put a lot of despair to, uh, well, that's not really the word, but, uh, <laughs> but delineate from some of our forefathers. A lot of them were believers. Some of them were more deist. Um, uh, but a lot of them, uh, a lot of their core came out of that Judeo-Christian ethic mm-hmm. uh, and the raising in scripture. Because, I mean, a lot of it, uh, most education in that time was based in uh, scriptural education. I mean, learning how to read and, you know, uh, right. kind of what I'm saying. And there. that, and that, that brings me to my overall point. And a lot of this for these skeptics is they're not taking the time to study what they're skepticizing yeah. and, or what they're, yeah, if I'm even using that okay, properly, sure, but sure. It, it's one of those things where it's like, here you have a pastor right in front of me with his yeah. Bible out and open, just so yeah, you all well, know, he <laughs> read that scripture word yeah, for word well, reading it right, from yeah. the Bible. Yeah. And here I am a skeptic with nothing but an empty coffee mug in no, front of me. A, that, so, no, that's okay. and, and that's my, that's exactly my point is mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. We're putting so much faith in our skepticism, but we're not willing to invest that same amount of time into our religion. And it's it's become this dirty, closed minded, you know, word. And in reality, it's none of that. And that and that's why I thought this little podcast would be amazing, because Mm, mm, if anybody in my life has ever shown any kind of light, light, uh, you know, on religion, I would have to say it was you, your passion, oh, wow, your sure. your influence, the way you communicate, the way you um, welcome the opportunity, um, almost the challenge, if if you will, uh, to explain religion, faith, and community to others in a very open-minded manner. I mean, here I am talking about being a skeptic and having issues with faith, and you're you're knocking every one of these questions I have with grace, with humility, and and well, respect, and that's an amazing thing. Well, I, and I feel that that's exactly what skeptics are missing in the world. They're not getting that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're being met with equal or greater force instead of, whoa, whoa, hold on. Let, let's talk, not argue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, you let's see, reason together. Yeah, you know, that, That's a scripture right there where the, old, the prophet of old said, come, let, let us reason together. And though, though our sins be as scarlet, they can be as white as snow. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a powerful thing. Um, and, and that's where, you know, wh- wh- one of the reasons why um, this was kind of a trivial thing that came up when we were, we were uh, viewing that uh, film about uh, the Getty, uh, John Paul Getty. Oh, yeah, All the and, Money in the World. Yeah, and, um, and, and it was interesting. How did that come around, Robert? Then we were saying, well, who was the richest man uh, who had ever been in the world? Oh, yeah. And, and you get into Solomon. 
And it was Solomon, yeah. yeah. And and all Solomon asked for when he was given that choice of God, uh, and some liken that to the proverbial genie in the bottle thing, you mm-hmm. know. But when God gave Solomon that choice, this son of that's that the most famous son of David. Mm-hmm. Um, I should well, I shouldn't say the no, that'd be Christ Himself. <laughs> Let me that's back descent. up here. I'm getting ahead of myself. Son versus descendant. <laughs> immediate, immediate, immediate son. Yeah. Uh, lit, lit, thank you. You said that well. What when Solomon Solomon asked for wisdom, yeah. and God said, because He said, Lord, that I might have wisdom to judge Your people wisely, mm-hmm. with understanding, credibility, with justice. And he said, "Well done, son." You know, he thought you can imagine. You know how how a father feels when a child actually says the right thing. It's just like <laughs> it's like what my other sons had uh, had a da- had his uh, uh, early teenage daughter come up to him not too long ago and said, "Dad, how can I earn twenty dollars? Not that not to come up like a lot of teens say, Dad, give me twenty bucks, but how can I earn twenty dollars?'" He of course I think then after he got up off the floor, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> He said, "Well, honey, here, let me have you do that." And and he ca- and he came up with a little chore for it. You know, he was so pleased that she w- is understanding the concept that we need to be people of value and produ- and be productive, and you know, not just expect something to be given to us, right? right. And 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 so much much like that. <laughs> we go ahead, Robert. Yeah, even even in First James five, uh, if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God who gives everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. Yeah, amen. I mean, it's scriptural, the fact that yeah. if, you, if you're missing wisdom or if you're lacking knowledge, yeah. if you look to the scriptures, if you look to the word of God, you will find the answers you're looking for. He has it, yeah. You call, know? call unto me, and I will answer you great and mighty things and show you great and mighty things, you know, the, Absolutely. the prophet. Um, but, that you know, that's that's the great thing because then Solomon went on to have all the way going sideways. Yeah, sadly to say, he he did not keep the word from the – in his older years, he departed. And, and yeah, he had all those concubines and he, and he allowed uh, false gods to be brought in to the nation and things that ultimately cost him. Uh, a lot of his, a lot of his wisdom. I mean, he 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 failed in some of that. Mm-hmm. And yet, prior to that, the things he had written, because you know Solomon has given credit for the, for the uh, proverbial writings, the uh, Ecclesiastes, Lamentation, that mm-hmm. those things that that um, uh, those uh, poetical books uh, we call them experiential books. You mm-hmm. know, with with wisdom there. Uh, that you know, as he writes, literally right here, my sons. You know, a lot of those begin the, the, take this lesson, my son. You know, type right. of thing. But but he asked for wisdom, and I, and if we can, if we could just, uh, like you said, if we can, if we can get wisdom, and with that, get understanding, mm-hmm. and, and no, and that means the difference of taking knowledge and then taking it and applying it, you know, in a in a way that is blessed and and in a way that is beneficial, uh, in a way. Uh, then, then, uh, then we find ourselves, and then, of course, like Paul was saying here, we find ourselves then those who God already had seen from eternity had already seen the, us working and cooperating and flowing in that in that calling in that blessing. You know, I believe ultimately with all my heart, Sam, we still we make those choices and decisions ourselves, but God knows what decisions we're going to make. But now He would have it His perfect will. Is that no one should perish? No one should perish. Um, 
and you know, and I stand and I I stand on that word. <laughs> 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 respectfully <laughs> with all love and due respect though um but i i hope that was answering some of your question yes, there back i know we i know we've bounced some yeah. other things <laughs> forgive me for some of my side stories there <laughs> so i guess uh the only thing i would really have left to say is what would you uh say you know to say you know give religion a shot well uh by all means be careful about religion but when we talk about faith, we talk about personal faith, you want to have that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ because you're, now you're talking about a person that, that died and rose again. And no one else has claimed that. No one else has done that. And it's like Paul said it, uh, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he names the people that actually saw Christ after the resurrection at one time 500 people. Who he, who he mentions, over half of those were still alive at the writing of that, mm -hmm. um, attesting to that. A lot of people have sought to disprove that. I would point people toward the writings of Josh McDowell uh, in evidence that demands a verdict because uh, Josh, in his earlier years, here's a guy graduated uh, cum laude, uh, brilliant young man, um, and, and through the years has been very involved with campus-related ministries and student and young people. But his work, Evidence That Demands a Verdict, and Further Evidence That Demands a Verdict, which is kind of his volume two, excellent. Um, and he deals with those uh, many of those topics um, uh, extremely, uh, in a prolific way, in a very professional way, um, you know, and, and dealing with some of the skeptical uh uh, presentations, you know, and mm -hmm. and and so, and I think you'll you'll find be able to find some common ground where he quotes, uh, quoting. Uh, a lot of the philosophers and uh, people who would disagree with him and people that he actually went out himself. Another one, another guy coming out of the, the field of journalism and all, Lee Strobel. Mm -hmm. uh, and Lee's the one who wrote The Case for Christ. In fact, that's out on DVD form, his life story. Uh, and he's written several books. Uh, we, we took a group through about a six, seven-week uh, thing, uh, interactive with a study book and a DVD with him personally sharing some of the critical issues about the case for faith, which is excellent. Uh, and he deals with things. Why would a loving God allow people like Hitler and, you know, and, and Mao and people? Right. Why would a God? Yeah, and what with some of these major issues, uh, even, and I'll tell you, the one that really surprised me because I was not aware of that part of the testimony, but even the gentleman that would have been, very as far as people selection to start with. I was about to say his right hand man for his, all intents. Right. Yeah. Well, it was a group of them, uh -huh. and they were all just young, you know, juggernauts for the faith, right? And and he gets into the struggles yeah. uh, that were being and and the struggles that Billy was having, and then the fact that Billy settled some things at that point in time, mm -hmm. and he went the direction and that he has had that he's been that he's gone. Of course, we've just recently, you know. Uh, said our farewells to him on this earth and and um, and yet uh, the the life and then the life of Charles Templeton is is dealt with there uh, respectfully so because uh, he's he'd been a major uh, a major uh, leader in the, in the agnostic uh, mm -hmm. uh, line and and so it's a, it's amazing that they started on a similar precipice or a similar uh, position and then parted companies you know mm -hmm. uh, Lee Strobel deals with that in the case for faith in a remarkable way 
Um, those are a couple writers that right off the bat, and there's many others uh, that, that that do. Uh, you know, as you're looking, as you're to get back into the question there, uh, we all relate to personalities. We all we all do. I mean, mm-hmm. we're sitting here, uh, you know, acquaintances and friends and family, um, and and people are drawn to that, you know. But beware, uh, because it's not about, uh, you know. I know sometimes it is, but it shouldn't be about the earthly personality. If if uh, I know we follow some evangelists and all that we help support and. We appreciate because they always take us to the Word of God and they always take us to the person of Christ. Mm-hmm. And and even though sometimes a lot of hullabaloo is made about them as a person or they, what they do or don't do, at the same time, I appreciate that because every every opportunity we get together with these people in whatever theater, mm-hmm. whether it's a podcast or in a convention or in a whatever the session, large or small, they always bring us back to the Word of God. They always bring us to the person of Christ. Right. And I think when it comes to getting involved with a with a faith group, uh, you know, uh, things that get real religiously, religiousy or whatever, I know that's not a real <laughs> word, uh, usually means it's all about people, you know, and, and, and ultimately it just becomes like a social organization. And, and, of course, you know, churches are made up with people, so they're not perfect, but the church... The Bible says Christ died for, and the real church, the believers, uh, is his bride, and he's coming again to receive his bride. And he, he said that bride is ultimately going to be without spot or blemish or wrinkle. Um, and so those of us who are part of the faith and, and the believers, uh, you know, if we're not, you've got some, some folks that are playing church, okay? And this might be the folks that look over there and say, oh, who's that? Oh, gosh, look at all that on their arms and their neck and their, mm-hmm. their legs. Or something. You know, oh, why, did they, why did they wear those cut-off pants to church, you know, or something? You know, we, we shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't be that way, you know. Uh, yes, we should be respectful. I think we should do our best for the Lord. I mean, how can I look and condemn somebody? James and John at one point said to Jesus one day, there's this guy down the road that's doing like what we're doing, but he's not doing it the same way we're doing it. And Jesus said, leave him alone. Because if he's not against us, he's with us. Leave him alone. And let's go on about what we're doing here. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so ultimately yeah. I think we gotta we gotta we've got to love each other. We've got to be a little bit tolerant there. You know, yeah. we we've got, you know, hey, I, I'm not gonna criticize that cowboy church because I don't wear a hat and a big buckle. Okay, that's all right. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> at the yeah. same time, you know, uh, let's praise God. Are these guys that have everybody's got a tattoo or somebody that goes to church and they get all caught up in praise and worship? They might even lift their hands. Oh, my goodness. Well, they're getting all excited. Mm-hmm. Folks get excited at ball games. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you true. better believe it. Right? It's true. I've done the wave a time or two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, we're human. We're yeah. just people. You know, so my recommendation to folks that are searching, folks that may be skeptical, uh, get get with get with some folks that are true blue, um, where the love of Christ prevails. Find somebody that's willing to engage, you know, and not not just not create a buffer or barrier mm-hmm. there. Uh, and we all have our bad days, you know. Yeah. And I, I'm sure there's been times when I've turned people aside, maybe with a comment or a look. And 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 if I have, I apologize. I'm so sorry. Because, I mean, my Savior didn't turn and look the other way when I called on him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, scripture, Paul said, you know, in the, in the precise moment of time, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his Son into the world. So that's why I unequivocally, unapologetically believe that is the person of Jesus Christ.
and that he has the credentials that meet our needs personally mm-hmm. and and ultimately whatever corporately as a church as a people as a family as a nation whatever it can be he's big enough he's big enough for the world sam i believe he's big enough for all the world and i know there's a lot of alternatives there's a lot of others you know and with all due respect they still feel like they need the lord mm-hmm. <laughs> they feel they need the lord jesus christ so um i hope i hope that was kind of answering your question yeah. <laughs> it's a long road home there didn't I? i'll be honest with you yeah. that this whole podcast yeah. pretty but, much answered my question <laughs> well, yeah, no, i appreciate that no you know. i appreciate you especially yeah. coming down and no. you know hanging out glad. and having this talk with me of all glad. people no, glad. so i no, think no, that's man. awesome to be with you and, and i always i just enjoy that we can talk to folks and and try to encourage them you know we're, we're doing all this the best we can Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for that very, that's the purpose behind it. I mean, right. we're not, no, we're not being subsidized by anything. Or no, anybody. No, uh, we're just, we're just trying to reach out to folks, uh, because Mo- of some of the discouragement we have, mm-hmm. uh, in, in dealing with church and dealing with organized, uh, even though I'm part of an organized right. church and I'm glad to be, and I'm proud of my folks and all my church and I'm, and, and I'm a part of a denominational group, which, you know, I'll support them. Uh, as long as they stay on track with with doing what I feel like the scripture mandates, but um, at the same time, that's what it all comes down. To. It can't be just about one personality or yeah, one right. guy wearing a certain suit or a certain hairstyle or even having a certain pinky ring or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one thing I do want to make sure every I want you to take very close and uh, pay very close attention to how this hap- how this went down. I asked a question and I gave him ample time to answer. The thing is, you are not going to get anywhere by interrupting people. So have respect when you do have these conversations. Thank you. Respect one another and always come from a place of trying to learn, evolve, adapt, understand. Because as long as you are continually berating somebody with uh, question after question, disproving their faith, at that point, they're not going to be able to tell you anything you don't already know. Thank you. So... Do have if you ever do get into any political or religious conversation, mm. give them the respect that they deserve. Yeah. Because in this particular situation, I'm I'm with a very wonderful man who has brought me into his home and has uh, numerous times fed me. And it's one of those <laughs> things where, you know, that's as Christian as it gets. I'm sorry, but it is. I, here I am, this stranger who looks like a brute. Has <laughs> has lots of tattoos. Let's be honest. I look. I'm um, I'm a big guy, and I look intimidating. But I love you, man. You <laughs> you never once you never once gave me a slight of an eye or anything. You always let me say what I needed to say, and ask what I wanted to ask. And today, I I wanted to make sure I paid you that same respect well, you because. That that you is that did. is the most crucial thing I can say to any skeptic out there, any non-believer. If you decide to take this on, you pay it with the respect you too want. God bless um, you for that. Sam. So you know I've you know in saying that it, it's sad. I have turned I've turned a lot of different broadcast media in a lot of different form. I've turned it off. Don't intend to turn it back on because people are so rude Mm -hmm. and they don't it's like you said they don't they're not going to listen i don't know why i I don't know why they have they spend the money and spend the time and the energy 
to even have the program if you can't even hear what's being said. My prime example of that is uh, Bill Nye on uh, on the news. He was uh, being he was asked to come on to this show, mm-hmm. um, not this one in particular, yeah, yeah, but right. you get what I mean. Uh, yeah. Onto this program yeah. um, to explain global warming. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to say who it was, but a certain right. individual that supported a certain administration that is now our president um, bombarded him. I mean, hit him. And finally, he literally, you see him, sit, Bill Nye, s- sitting there, and he keeps fiddling with something off camera that's clearly on a desk. And mm-hmm. then finally, he's like, well, what do you have to say to that? And Bill Nye looks at him and goes, oh, I'm sorry, it's... You know, I haven't been able to get anything said because it only takes six seconds for you to interrupt me every time. Mm -hmm. Wow. And he literally lifted his phone. He had been timing how long it took for that gentleman to interrupt him. And I want to make this very, very clear to everyone. You know, Mm. you're not going to get anywhere if you're not like you said, you have two ears, one mouth. I made a I made a quick judgmental comment on um, Joel Osteen and you both you and your son corrected me on it. And did I interrupt? Did no, I no, did I try no, to come no, at no, you combatively? No. no, I kept my mouth shut, and I learned something about somebody who had a legitimate reason for what he did. And the thing is, is that is the whole point of, uh, I'm going to make this very clear, the difference between debate and argument. I'm no. not here to argue with you. There I'm you here go. to learn. And part sure, of learning sure. is a debate. This is my stance. These are the stances I've heard. These are the the things that I feel people are asking and not getting answers to. And and I'm going to stop talking now so that you can reply and give the answer in in a manner that you feel best represents yourself and your Mm -hmm. faith. And and in today's day and age, nobody does that. So I want to make sure I make it very clear to the listeners out there. If you do take this on, if Mm -hmm. you do go into a church, you Mm -hmm. need to understand they live there. They work there. They they feed each other there. It is a very close knit community. Do not go in there trying to be combative. Do not go in there trying to Mm -hmm. disprove Mm -hmm. anything, because I'm going to be honest with you. Science has already proven Christianity over and over and over again. It has been met with the equal opportunity as any other uh, Mm -hmm. faith. And the thing is, you need to just go in there and learn. Just have a conversation. Don't go in there trying to trying to disprove someone's faith. That's just horrible. Don't don't do that. If you don't want people to push you into faith, don't go into don't into a conversation with somebody of faith trying to disprove it. That's right. Because it, it is about respect. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. No That's matter what side of the fence you're on, you need to respect one another. Uh, you're a fine gentleman for that. <laughs> I thank you for that, Sam. <laughs> I really, really do. That's a, it's a blessing. And God bless you for that because, wow. And I think that's why so many people are tuning out. I mean, mm-hmm. This is a this is very much a you know the the Gonzo Bible study and the something you need to know in these podcasts and all. This is grassroots stuff because yeah. hey, um, yeah, we we need to be hearing each other and and yeah. how can we relate and how can we move forward mm-hmm. if we don't? I mean, if we're shouting at each other all the time, mm-hmm. so exactly, like, exactly. And that's why I wanted to make it very clear. You know, if you do do it, 
I'm setting the example here as a skeptic. I'm yeah. asking you a hard, weird questions uh-huh. that make no sense whatsoever. I felt and no pressure. No, I felt no pressure. And I hope you didn't either. I, I didn't. Mean, not even a little bit, you yeah. know. I did. Um, I felt <laughs> <horrible>. <laughs> well, good. No. <laughs> well, that's what you get for putting on a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Reap what you sow, young man. <laughs> oh, <but no. laughs> uh, how about that? But in reality, uh, yeah, anybody out there find a church find any any form of guidance that you feel is best for you but most importantly treat it with respect and make sure you are equally being respected um and i think that's a pretty pretty solid Mm -hmm. way to go about that yes Um, yes absolutely thanks again for coming out man i I thank you both for being on the podcast thank you enough thank you sam god bless you man well, um, thank you both for coming on the Gonzo Bible Study. It's been fun. Um, and also, it's it's something we've not made public for a lot, but if you have any questions that you'd like to direct to either Pastor Clark or just m- me as the host of the Gonzo Bible Study or anybody that we have access to, feel free to email us at clarkrs13 at thegonzobiblestudy.com if you have a question that you directly like to ask, and we will see, do our best to... Uh, get to those as, as as we're able to at the beginning of some of our future podcasts um there again listen to the something you need to know podcast to get more of pastor clark's uh messages and stuff like that um please follow sam garrett tattoos on instagram and check him go. out uh, yeah. tattoos yeah. by sam garrett he does on great Facebook. work yeah, he, he does he's, he's, he's tattooed me uh <laughs> I've, been, I've been tattooed by him and this is a guy here that doesn't even understand all this <laughs> <laughs> but no we uh we definitely appreciate it um and as always um the gonzo bible study uh is 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 honored to to have gentlemen such as yourselves on um we look to continue this uh, check out the gonzo bible study.com uh the tattoo parlay podcast will be featuring sam garrett talking about tattoos here soon um and there's like i said the something you need to know podcast so this is the gonzo bible study remember to read the word and ride the ride